Welcome everyone to a very special edition of Kingdom Connection. And I'm so glad to have a live audience with me today. I think they're live. I think I, 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 that was not a clap button that you just heard. That's real living people. And uh, we just wanted to come into your home today. I really just wanted you to take your Bible if you are there in an apartment or home or wherever you're watching this from. And I want to I want to go uh, into how prophetic the times are that we're living in. We're seeing the signs of the times of the coming of the Lord all around us. And one of them, one of the greatest things that God is doing is He is bringing into focus again in a major prophetic way the nation of Israel. And so today I'm going to talk to you about Israel in prophecy. It is an amazing thing when you understand the uniqueness of the nation of Israel. When you understand how that they came about through prophecy. It is a nation that is unlike any other nation. It is a group of people, a race of people that are unlike any other people because of course we know through that lineage and through that land came our Messiah and His name is Jesus Christ. This is what the Bible says in 1 Chronicles chapter 17 and verse 21. David was praying and he says these powerful words. He says, who is like your, who is like your nation, Israel? One nation God went to redeem for Himself as a people. God said the difference between the nation of Israel and every other nation is God set out to redeem them from other nations. He said, I choose this tiny nation the size of about the state of New Jersey. It'll be surrounded and it'll be land all over the world that I could have chosen, but I choose that piece of real estate and that land and I'm going to give it to my people. And there will be no other nation or no other people like them. In Exodus chapter 19 and verse 6. And why does that matter to you? Why does that matter to you? Because you've got to remember, God told Abraham, as the stars of heaven and as the sands of the seashore, so shall your seed be. Meaning, what you reproduce, the covenant that I'm making with you, Abraham, it will have stars in heaven, meaning spiritual Israel, the body of Christ, the church, of every kindred, of every tongue, of every nation, of every nationality. But he said, and there will be the sands of the seashore, that is the natural Israel, the nation of Israel, natural Israel, the Jewish people. So the Jewish people are the sands of Abraham's vision and the stars are the church. You and I, the believers who have come and been engrafted through the blood of Jesus Christ into God's ultimate plan. So as I teach this, I want you to not just think about what I'm saying about the nation of Israel, but as is true for the nation of Israel and the, and the Jewish people, so is true for spiritual Israel, the body of Christ, and the church, you and I. So this is, 
This is a, a parallel that cannot be separated. What God says for natural Israel, He says for spiritual Israel, precious and powerful promises. And in Exodus 19 and verse 6, God promises something to Moses. He says, you shall be to me. This is under the old covenant, but we know Jesus made this a reality. Under the new covenant, you shall be unto me, God saying this to Moses, a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Paul in Romans chapter 9 and verse uh, 4 and 5 lists distinctive features of the Jews in Israel. And he just begins to lay them out. He says, who are the Israelites? And then he says, this is what they are to God. And this is under the new covenant. This is the New Testament, Romans 9, to whom God has adopted. And you and I have been adopted. But God said, that nation of Israel, I have adopted. And I've given them my glory. I placed my glory upon that nation. And I've made a covenant with that nation. And I've given them the law of Moses. I chose that nation to manifest my character and who I am. And then he said, I have the priestly service that I have established. All the priesthood, it was established through the Jewish people, the Israelites, and the promises of God. All the patriarchs are from that stock and from that land. So when you think about it, it was the Jewish people who brought the Savior of the world to you and to I. God said, I choose that bloodline and that people, and I know I know that we need to understand that you cannot disconnect your faith and your belief from the nation of Israel and the Jewish people. God has called us, especially in times like these, to stand with the nation of Israel and with the Jewish people. And we are unashamedly a pro-Israel nation. We, that does not mean we do not love the Palestinians. That does not mean that we do not give aid and pray for and support in every biblical way we can the, the Arab nations. We, I have in my churches that God has made me a shepherd of so many wonderful people. I have Palestinians in our congregation. I have Iranians in our congregation. I have Egyptians. One of our worship leaders is an Egyptian who's been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. One of my pastor's wives is a Palestinian who is a born-again, spirit-filled believer. You know, there are only one, around 1,000 Christians in Gaza, in Palestine. And we forget about those people who are, who, who are in harm's way. We need to pray for those people and pray for the women and the children and the innocent people that God would preserve and spare lives. I mean, they probably are better Christians than a lot of us because for them to live as Christians with terrorists and Hamas and killers all around them and unashamedly say, I'm a born-again Christian who follows a Jewish Messiah named Jesus. So we need to understand how powerful the nation of Israel is in God's prophetic plan. Stay tuned. You need to hear this. In Revelation chapter 5 and verse 5, this blows my mind. There's a scene in heaven and there's the scroll, uh, you know, that's a book and it has seven seals. 
and no one can open and break the seals. And John is weeping. And, and John says, or an angel says, do not weep anymore. And then listen to what he says. For behold, listen to the... He wants you to understand the lineage of Jesus Christ. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. And then that lion broke the seals and opened up the books. The lion of the tribe of Judah is the word, is the is where the word Jew comes from. In other words, not only was he a Jew when he was on planet earth from the tribe or lineage or stock of Jews in the tribe of Judah, but he is still a Jew in heaven. There's a, there's a Jewish line in heaven right now, and he has not lost his lineage. And salvation, this, this verse is the most astounding verse to me in the New Testament. John 4 and verse 22, as to why we should support the nation of Israel. Because John 4 and 22, this woman, this Samaritan woman is there and, and Jesus starts talking to her and she says, my father's worshiped in this mountain. And Jesus said, your father's worshiped and they didn't know what they were worshiping. But then he makes this profound statement in verse 22. He says, but salvation is of the Jews. Five breathtaking words. No Jews, no salvation. Every blessing that I have, every spiritual inheritance that you have ever received that has blessed you and your children and your life and your family and your home and your future, the provision of God, the healing, the blessings, the forgiveness of the cross, the, the promise of eternal life through Jesus Christ, the promise of heaven and, and eternity, all of these promises go back to one thing. I owe them to of course, my Father and God and Jesus is His name, but He chose to come through the Jewish lineage and through the land of Israel. So why do you Christians... I, I had an amazing thing happen this week, uh, this past week, a, a, a television station, ABC television station in Japan... Uh, called us and said, we saw that your church was doing a message about the nation of Israel, and you preached a message about Israel. We saw it online, and we want to fly over and interview you. And we want to hear why Christians love Israel. Why do you stand with Israel? And so in between services this past Sunday, they flew in on Saturday. They said, we can only come quick. Flew a whole film crew over, and we stood out in the yard while people were coming in for the 11 o'clock service and we filmed and they did an interview with me and I got, and boy, you know, you, you ask a preacher the wrong question, uh, you might get more than what you want. And I just took that opportunity to walk them all the way from the book of Genesis and how God made a covenant with Abraham all the way up to how that Jesus was crucified in Jerusalem and he rose from the dead in Jerusalem and he's coming back to Jerusalem. We know who we worship. But the text said salvation is of or it comes from the Jews. 
Without, what does that mean? How do you say that? That almost, be, be careful, Pastor. I don't know about that. Well, let's just be very practical. Without the Jewish people and the nation of Israel, there, there would be no apostles. There would be no Apostle Paul. There would be no New Testament because every one of the writers of the New Testament were Jews. There would be no patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Ezekiel, Isaiah. You would have none of those, none of those dynamic teachings that have changed our lives. Without the Jewish people in the nation of Israel, there would be no Bible. There would be no prophets. There would be no Savior. There would be no salvation. All of our spiritual blessings. This is why I get emotional because when I see students and I see people walking down the streets in New York City and screaming death to Israel and, and Jewish people even in America afraid to even let anybody know that they are Jewish because they're afraid they'll be harmed and, and even a culture on, on, on universities in America that is anti-Semitic something in the life and in the spirit and in the heart of the believers across the nation and around the world needs to be stirred up in an hour like this to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and for those precious people. We owe it. The, the uniqueness of Israel is Israel's History was completely from beginning to end foretold in prophecy. No other nation is found like that in this book we call the Word of God. There are 16 predictions concerning the nation of Israel in Scripture. It begins when Israel was not even a nation and God's prophesying through His prophets saying that they will go into slavery into Egypt. And then it says that they will come out of slavery. And this is another prophecy with the wealth of Egypt. Well, that happened just like God said by the blood of the Lamb. And they came out and they, the Bible said God put favor on them and they, they gave their wealth. Why? Because God had a plan to build a city called Jerusalem and a nation called Israel. God said that they would take possession of the land of Canaan before they were ever even a people. Abraham hadn't even had a baby yet. Sarah had, and he never has. But Sarah, but Sarah had not had a baby yet. And God said, they will, they will possess the land of Canaan. What is the land of Canaan? Right where they're fighting right now. God said, they will possess it. And, and does that mean God doesn't love the other people? Absolutely loves them. He gave His only begotten Son for the whole world. But I'm a Gentile, and I have to understand God can choose who He wants. He can use people where He wants, how He wants, and He does not ask for your permission or my permission, and you can wrestle with God mentally and argue and say, but what about this and what about that? Your arms are too short to box with God. So what you have to do is you have to say, I just trust that the God of all earth will do right. He's a just God. He's a good God. And this is what he said in Genesis 12 and verse 3. And I see some young people here, young college students and so on. If you don't remember any other verse besides John 3.16, I want you to remember this one. 
And it's real easy to memorize. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 3. Just say one, two, three, and you got that one. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 3. God said, I will bless the family. I will bless the nation. I will bless the individual. I will bless the church. I will bless those that bless Israel. And I will curse those that curse Israel. I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating one bit. When the Lord opened up my eyes to that, and I, I've always loved Israel. We were taught in church to love Israel, so that was nothing new to me. But I guess about 15 or 20 years ago, something clicked with me. And the Lord said, when you favor what I have favored and you bless what I have blessed, there will come back. And I didn't do it for blessing. I did it because God touched me and I knew I was called to do it just like you are. And we began to bless the nation of Israel. We began to build fortified play, play schools and and bomb shelters and synagogues and, and, and fire stations and firehouses and buy fire trucks. And we didn't know what we were doing. I look back on it now, I didn't understand, but right in the area where God told us to go down on the Gaza Strip, there's a massive wall there and there's a very isolated group of people. It's the very spot where the terrorists blew up the wall and started moving in and they killed 40 children in that little town. Many of them go to the school that, that, that we built there that is fortified steel and a bomb shelter. And we, and we built a fire station there and we put fire trucks there and all of that was God saving lives, and there's no question. And my point to that is this, when we began to do that, that's when God began to pour out an acceleration of blessing on this ministry, unlike anything. Be careful, even if you're in an environment, in a university where people are saying this and saying that, you always be a defender of Israel, and you watch God. He'll raise you up. He curses those who curse Israel. He blesses those that bless Israel. You say, well, are they perfect? Have they done? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's the principle though. Israel only responds when they are attacked. They have never in their history started a war. Except back in biblical times when God said, go drive out seven nations, I give you that land. And that's exactly what they did. And that is where we are today. Thirteen predictions have taken place. The desolation or the destruction of the first temple is another one Solomon built. The destruction of the second temple that Herod built. Jesus Christ himself in Luke chapter 24 prophesied that the Roman Empire would crumble and there would not be left one stone on top of the other in Jerusalem. The persecution from the Gentiles, the regathering from all nations. Israel was be scattered. All of this is prophesied. Here's my point. 
13 predictions. That's an 81% fulfillment of prediction. 13 out of 16 have happened and only three have not happened. But this is what is amazing concerning the times in which we're living. And when you turn on the television, you're watching the war between Hamas and Israel right now. You need to understand that there are three predictions that have not taken place. 13 miraculously have been fulfilled. And what are those three? The three that have not been fulfilled is he said that he would gather all nations to war against Israel. That has not happened yet, but look at what we're seeing. We're seeing Iran, which is Persia. Again, it's not the precious people. It's evil, spiritual wickedness in high government places that rule those areas and cause them to hate Israel. But you see, and this is all in the book of Ezekiel chapter 38, you see Russia, Gog and Magog. You see Iran, which is Persia. You see Turkey, who just met and, and are threatening. They have a radical new leader in Turkey who is saying that they will get in the war. And then you have uh, the kings of the East, China and North Korea. China is loving what is taking place. You have Putin who is so uh, hateful toward America because we have been aiding the Ukraine. And so now he goes and gets with Iran. And you see how we're moving toward all nations. And, and we're, they're, they're not focused over somewhere else in the part of the world on one little area of planet Earth the size of New Jersey, all of it's going to come down to World War III. It's happening even as we speak. The other thing is God said, I'll cause a supernatural revelation in Zechariah chapter 12 to come to the Jewish people right now. They're blinded according to Romans chapter 11. They cannot see. Even though they're there, they do not believe Jesus Christ is Messiah, but things will get so bad and they will look so hopeless and be so surrounded by millions and millions of armies, 200 mil million man army, then how does that happen? Nations come together. And it's happening. I don't know how soon. I don't know what's going to happen next. But what I'm trying to get you to understand if you're watching this telecast is you don't have as much time as you think you have. You don't understand that the next thing that is going to happen before, the, before that war comes to pass, according to the Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52, and 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 16, the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout in the moment in the twinkling of and I, the church will be raptured, will be caught up, and we'll meet the Lord in the air, and we'll go, and then we'll begin the great tribulation. God's plan for Israel is they shall possess the land. And he says, when I put them back in that land, one of the prophets, Isaiah, said, I'm going to put them back in the land a second time. My hand will set them in the land a second time. What is that, what, what is that about? And, and, and let me close with this. The first time that God set them in the land, they were taken into Babylonian captivity by Nebuchadnezzar and his army. The city was destroyed. 
God said, I'll set them back in the land a second time. And that happened on May the 14th, 1948. When the nation of Israel was reborn and suddenly God's time clock began to accelerate in a way we can't even imagine. He said in Matthew 24, the generation that sees the reviving of the fig tree, what happened? World War II, Hitler, you remember? And the people were so decimated and so emaciated, the pictures of the Holocaust as they, are, as they were starved to death, all their wealth was taken. But God sovereignly moved and fulfilled Isaiah 66 in a day, a nation will be born because the nation of Israel through the United Nations was given that land and that fulfilled perhaps the greatest prophecy, even greater than bringing Israel out of Egyptian bondage is one that happened in the generation in which you are a part. And Jesus said that generation will not pass away a generation, according to Psalms 90, is 70 years, maybe 80, if by strength, or they could live a little longer. He, he leaves it. So he leaves it. And, and when, it, when is Jesus coming, Pastor Franklin? Of the day and the hour, no man knows. But Jesus said, I'll let you know the season when you see the fig tree, the nation of Israel being reborn. Know that the time is near and my hand is on the door. I'm about to open the door that John saw and say, I, he said, I looked up and I saw a door in heaven and it said, come up here. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Are you ready for the coming of the Lord? You're sitting there watching me and something in you saying, I, I, I know I'm not ready. You may be backslid. You may be far from God. You may be, your family may be falling to pieces. Your marriage may be... In, in bad, bad shape today and you know your family's lost and it's been a long time since you've even felt God's presence. But for some reason today, you're watching me on this telecast and I want to tell you, get ready. I'm, I want to tell you it's time to be ready. I want to tell you that this is the hour that you can know Jesus as your Lord and Savior and be ready for His soon return. And I want to pray for you today. And I'm going to ask this studio audience to pray with me right now for families and people. And if there is a need in your life, and if as I pray, after I pray this prayer, there will be a number on the screen. And there are just many, many, many phones standing by. Or you can go online and you can send us and go on and see all of the information and help that we have that is available to you. Pray this prayer right where you are. Everybody in this room, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I, believe I believe you are the Messiah. You are God. And I give you my life. I believe you died. You took my sins. You took my curse. And you nailed it to the cross when you died on that cross and you rose three days later and today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Wash me in your blood. 
Say this, Lord, help me and my family to be ready for your soon return. Help me to stand and know who you are and what you have. In Jesus' name, amen. My announcer is going to tell you more, but I want to encourage you in closing to pray for the nation of Israel. I'm calling our national audience to a season of prayer to ask God to do thing, to do two things, to preserve and bless the nation of Israel and preserve and bless and bring peace to Israel. And secondly, to bring revival to the church. We have been in a 10-day revival as I'm recording this. And I have seen things that I have never seen in 40 years of ministry. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, mostly young people, falling on their knees and crying out to God unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. We didn't plan it. We didn't see it coming. I'm as surprised and shocked. What is it? In the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons, I'm preaching to somebody. Don't you give up on that son. Don't you give up on that daughter. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. That means God's going to speak to them. Come on, let me hear it in this room. We want to hear from you. If you prayed that prayer, call the number on the screen or go, to the, go online and let us know what Christ has done for you. My announcer's going to tell you something you'll be interested in.